Hey everybody, Max Kevin here, Athletic Cute Podcast. Not too long. Uh, so, uh, um, got a roast battle tonight. Got a roast battle tonight. Gotta leave in an hour and a half there for the roast battle. You know, we're gonna have, um, you know, two barbecues. And, you know, one person's gonna be making a, a rib roast. And the other person's gonna be making a turducken. And, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna have a battle here to see which one is the best barbecue. No, it's, it's, it's a comedian joke roast battle there. I'm battling this dude from LA. Uh, he just landed in Japan tonight, so I'm not sure how awake he's gonna be here, you know? I think he might be a little, might be a little jet-lagged or, uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so that should be fun. That should be fun. Um, of course, Jordan Rock, uh, Chris Rock's brother, is, uh, acting as a judge there for this, uh, for this, uh, Roast Battle. Uh, of course, he, he also has a solo show, which starts in 45 minutes. Of course, I'm not going to watch that because I will be on the train going to, you know. Uh, anyway, you know, uh, actually, uh, we had a show on Wednesday there, and uh, he did a little uh, he did a little 20-minute set, and uh, yeah, he was really good, man. He was really good. He was a really good performer, you know. I like to say, uh, as far as stand-up comedians, you know, there's writers and performers. Uh, he's a very good performer. I think that's just... I think that's just in the rock family blood, you know? They just got that performer. It's, just, it's so natural. You know, the way he was on stage was just in interacting with the audience. It was just, it just, it was so natural. And um, it's not something I could do. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, he did have some jokes, but I could tell, like, a lot of his set was, uh, you know, audience interaction. And that was probably, like, half of it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, he's doing, he's doing an hour tonight, and he only did 20 minutes on Wednesday. But, um, yeah, I don't know, how's, I mean, what's that got to be like, huh? I mean, what's, what's in that, what's in that rock DNA that makes them, uh, such great performers? I don't know, maybe, maybe, I don't know, I don't know. Hallelujah. Anyway, uh, yeah, he didn't, I don't think he saw my set on Wednesday, which was, oh well, you know. <laughs> but a couple of my friends came. Yeah, I, man, I had a great set on Wednesday. Oh, it was great, man. I was I was in the zone there, you know. Everyone was laughing. I just felt good, you know. Was, a couple of my friends came too to the show there, you know. So that was good, you know. Uh, it's like a, as I said before, you know, a buddy of mine came to the show like two months ago, and there was only like six people in the audience there, and no one was laughing. So it's like, <laughs> just like, oh, I pro I promise I'm, I promise I'm a good comedian, even though. I kind of sucked, yeah. So uh, it was good to uh, perform in front of my friends there, you know, and get some laughs there, you know. So, yeah, and they were telling me too there. And these two friends, I think the last time they saw me perform was like uh, six years ago when I was fucking terrible, you know. And I think after that, they never wanted to watch me perform again, you know. Well, I don't blame them for that, you know. So, <laughs> so they came to the show, and yeah, both, both of my friends were like, yeah, that was really good. I was surprised, man. I can't believe You got better after six years. Well, it's like, well, let's fucking hope so, right? I mean, if you're doing something for six years and you don't get better, probably just kill yourself, you know? Anyway, um, yeah, the other comics, too, you know, they were giving me compliments, which always feels good, you know? And I guess that's what most uh, most comedians want, you know? They just want the respect of the other comedian. Well, I guess that's not what most comedians, you know? Some, some comedians want to get fucking rich and famous and fucking smash pussy and do cocaine all night, dude. The only reason I'm doing comedy is so I can smash bitches in different cities every night. But, you know, some people like, uh, I guess, uh, David Tell, you know, they just want the respect of the other community. I guess myself included, you know, because I've kind of given up on, um, 
the uh, becoming famous and uh, touring and uh, you know smashing different pussy and every you know and smashing different bags of cocaine in different uh, cities you know so uh, <laughs> that was never really my intention anyway you know I think I've, I've said it multiple times I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to be good at something you know that would be that'd be nice if I could just be good at something you know and uh, I'm not really good at anything so that'd be kind of nice if I could just just have one thing that I'm good at that'd be good that'd be nice that'd be good um but yeah it was a great night man and then after that after the show you know me and my buddies we just went you know they went to get some food there oh, I already ate so I just hung out with them you know we were, and we just talked about comedy and stuff and it was it was a great night you know it was one of those it was one of those, it was a great day man and the thing is like after you kill it after you kill when you're on stage like you feel so good like that feeling lasts you're high like you feel high and it lasts so it lasts oh about uh, I'd say 12 to 18 hours you know it's too bad it doesn't last longer you know because I was feeling so great and then you know by the next day by the next night I was like oh, okay well that feeling's gone now I feel but uh, yeah you know it's funny you know, me and my my buddies were asking me like what does it feel like to uh, be on stage and uh, make everyone laugh and uh, I told him it feels fucking great man it's right up there and we were comparing it to sex you know it's right up there with sex but but then I started thinking about it more and it's like it's not even it's really not even comparable to sex you know it's a completely different feeling like I was kind of I was trying to relate it like on a, on a scale of happiness you know I was like number one happiness is having sex and number two is uh you know killing on stage but then I thought about it and I'm like well well, having sex isn't really, it's not even, I don't even feel happy. It's like, that's like a completely different, like, you know, when you're laughing, you know when, like, you're at a party with all of your friends, and everybody's drunk and having fun, and there's that one moment where everyone just starts, you know, someone tells a joke or whatever, and everyone just starts laughing hysterically. Like, that's, that's happiness, you know? That's not, like, sex and eating and, and sleeping and stuff, that's not, that's a, that's not even on the happiness scale. It's more like just like a, like a, a physical need that you feel like you must do. And and when you do it, you don't feel like you feel satisfied, I guess. And so we were just talking about that uh, a lot. And, um, yeah, it got, me, it got me thinking about it. And, um, yeah, I guess, I guess kill, kill, it's a great feeling, man. It's a great feeling killing on stage. And uh, the feeling lasts throughout the next day. But then it goes away. And then you gotta chase that dragon again, you know? So then you gotta get back up on stage and kill again. And, and you know, it's really it's really just like a drug, you know? Pretty much all of us comedians, we're all just drug addicts trying to get our next fix, you know? We're just chasing the dragon, you know? But then there's some of the guys that kill all the time, you know? Like the, the Bill Burrs of the world, you know? Man, they're getting fucking high all the time. Those sons of bitches. That must be nice, huh? But, uh, yeah, even so, you know, I, I, like I was talking to my friends about... Um, like, people laughing on stage. Like, if I tell a joke and everyone in the room is laughing, like, it makes me feel so good, you know? But if, like, only half the audience is laughing, like, it, like I, I think I think most comedians, they feel the same way. You know, it's like, even if the majority of the crowd is laughing, you're thinking about those people that aren't laughing, you know? <laughs> and you're thinking about, why are those fuckers laughing, you know? What am I doing? How can I perfect this joke to make it so... It works every time, and it makes everyone laugh every time, you know? And, um, and so, like, even, 
even even the great Bill Burr will say, like, you know, sometimes people say he's killing it, but he doesn't feel like he did because certain jokes didn't completely, you know. You know, I was telling my friends about, like, the perfect set. You know, the perfect set was where every joke gets a laugh, you know. So even in my set on Wednesday, there was a couple jokes that didn't get the laughs that I've gotten with them before. And so, you know, that like, that's, it's always your mistakes that's on your mind, you know. It's always your mistakes that are on your mind and never your um, your successes, you know. So uh, I guess that's I guess that makes sense, like evolutionary wise, you know. You're supposed to think about your mistakes a lot more, so you don't do them again. Uh, but I feel like you should you should think about your successes a lot too, because you know it's like because then you could just repeat those, right? I mean, I don't know, fucking evolution, dude. Goddamn evolution, dude. Anywho, anywho, that was fun. That was, that was a lot of fun, man. It was one of those days. It was one of those days that makes life worth living, you know? You know how most days you're just like, oh, God, life sucks. Oh, God, this is fucking terrible. Oh, God, God, I just want to fucking die. Oh, you know? You know, most days are like that, you know? But then but, but then come the days where everything's great, you know? Everything's having fun, you know? Friday night fucking party, you know? Those days that make life worth living, you know? They're few and far between, but, you know, they come sometimes. They come sometimes. So, you know, you just got to wait for those days. He's got to wait around for those days. Um, yeah, so it was one of those days, man. It was a great day. It was a fun day. It was a fun day, and I remember, and I remember, I remember, like, that night when I was going to bed, I was like, oh, I better make a podcast about this tomorrow, so it'll be fresh in my mind, and then, uh, well, that was, that was three days ago, so, kind of lazy, you know? And who we got to work on now? Okay, let me get this real quick. UFC 293 uh, predictions here. Uh, UFC 293. This is uh, this is not a stacked card. What's the opposite of stacked? Unstacked? What's the? Let, let me just Google that. Opposite of stacked. Opposite of stacked. Angular, bony, gaunt. I think. I think that's for that. Uh, see, the problem is stacked also means girls with big tits. So. This Merriam-Wesley dictionary is giving me synonym or antonyms like skinny, flat-chested. It's like, no, no, that's not what I meant. I meant like, you know, like, like, uh, you know, okay, loads, antonym. Should I just say antonym? What is the antonym of stacked? Dissipate, unpile, disperse, spend, unstack. What is the opposite of stack? Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Verb. No, those are nouns. Those are nouns. Those are nouns. Here we go. Verb. Uh, empty. Clear. Vacate. Unload. Unload. Expend. Exhaust. Deplete. Dissipate. Which what, which word are we going for here? You know? The opposite of stacked. This card is dissipated, dude. I kind of like that one. This card's fucking dissipated. Because really, we only got... We got the title fight here. Against a guy who probably shouldn't be fighting, because he's not really a contender. Then we got Taito Ivasa, which I'm looking forward to, Alexander Volkov, and then we got Justin Taffa. I mean, I'm reading all the names that anyone's ever heard of. Jamie Malarkey. And I mean, none of these. Nasrat Hakbarast, fan favorite. Yeah, this, uh... This card is uh this card is dissipated. Anyway, uh of course as I have the same opinion about the uh championship fight there, Adesanya versus Strickland, as pretty much every single person on the planet has, is that uh, Sean Strickland doesn't have a chance. There's no there's no path to victory. There's no way he can possibly win. Uh yeah, I mean he's a very one dimensional fighter, 
you know, I, I feel, you know, he said he's like going to wrestle, but does he, ever, does he have a wrestling back? I don't know if he does. He might be one of those guys that has a wrestling background that never wrestles, that just boxes, you know, because he's kind of, Son Strickland's kind of famous for like his one-two. He's good at jabbing and his little one-two. Physically and mentally abusive father. Oh, that's not very nice. Look at his early career here. King of the cage. Yeah, it, didn't, it doesn't say about his martial arts background there on his Wikipedia page. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know, he's like, he's like a boxer. He's like one of those MMA boxers. He doesn't really kick, doesn't really wrestle, just kind of does the one-two. He's really good at that. But uh, I don't think Adesanya is even going to let him get close. Like, that's that's kind of the thing with Son Strickland is uh, in order to do that, he's got to, like, outbox the guys and get close. And uh, Adesanya is just so good at not letting guys get close. And he has a 10-centimeter 10, 10 reach. So he's got, like, a 3-inch reach advantage. So I don't see how Son <laughs> Like, I don't, he, I don't know. He's probably going to try to get in, do some dirty boxing, try to clinch. But uh, I don't know. I mean... I don't know. I don't, I don't, there's not. It'd be fucking. It would be. It would be. It would be awesome if he did knock him out, though. If he did win the fight somehow, that that'd be hilarious. So I'm gonna be rooting for him. I'm gonna be rooting for him just because Adesanya always acts like a little teenage boy. You know, that's the thing. Adesanya's 34 years old. I remember watching Adesanya like his interviews, and he acts like he's just so. He acts. He's so immature, man. He just acts like I. I, I thought. I thought he was like 22 years old. First time he debuted, you know, even though he was like 30 or something. I can't remember exactly, but I don't know what it is with his uh, maturity there. It's like he needs to, needs to man up a little bit, you know. I mean, I also, I also like anime, but, you know, I don't know. Don't have to act like a child, dude. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, Sean Strickland at the, uh, yeah, he was saying such funny shit at the uh, press conference there. And the people were trying to interview him and like. He's just like, fuck the Australian government, am I right? <laughs> I love the Australian people, but fuck the Australian government. <laughs> you guys don't have free speech over here? What the fuck's wrong? Oh, it's great. Oh, it's so funny. So I'm rooting for you, Sean Strickland. Can't bet on you because I like, mon I like money, but uh, I'm definitely rooting for you. Okay, then we got Ty Tuivasa versus Alexander Volkov, and uh, I think Ty's going to take this. Uh, Alexander Volkov, of course, he... He has a, uh, what's this, four or five inch reach advantage, but he's also kind of one-dimensional. Um, you know, Ty, is, Ty himself is also one-dimensional, but um, Ty's very fast, even though he's a fat boy. And uh, Alexander Volkov is quite slow, even though I said that last time, the last time he fought uh, Alexander Romanov. I was saying how slow he was, but then he somehow sped up like a jerk and uh, knocked out. Alexander Romanov. But um, I think Taito Ivasa is a better boxer. He's very good at getting inside. And uh, he's much faster. So, And he's got knockout power. Alexander Volkov kind of, you know, he's, he's got power. He's got power. But he's quite slow. And, uh, yeah. And then I went, I went to the uh, bets there. I couldn't believe Ty was like plus 200. I feel like they should definitely at least be even, or even... I mean, Ty almost knocked out Cyril Gaunt. I mean, he almost knocked him out, dude. And, uh, yeah. So I think Ty's gonna take it, man. And I didn't really put any bets. Like, none of these bets looked good. So, I mean, usually I do, like, five, ten dollar bets, you know? 
I'll do like four or five of them. You know, so usually every UFC I bet about 50 bucks total. Spread over uh, four or five bets there. But uh, this time there was nothing. Nothing was looking good there. So I just put 40 bucks in Taito Ibaza. So uh, that's that's my entire. I put all my bags. I put all my eggs in one basket. I put all my bags in one basket. Uh, what else we got? Justin. Yeah. Oh no, I did a little cutie. I did a little cutie five dollar bet on Austin Lane versus Justin Taffa. Of course, Justin Taffa's brother just uh, knocked out some dude. Even, even though he should probably cut weight and fight out two hundred five. And Justin Taffa, I remember back in the day, like four years ago, both him and Taito Ivasa kind of came on the scene at the same time, and they both have like that same back tattoo. So I always confuse them. You know? Taito Ivasa, Justin Taffa, they, you know, they both got T's in their name. You know, it's kind of like you know. Uh, there's Alexander Volkov and Alexander Volkanovsky, you know? And then there's, like, Sergei Pavlovich and Sergei Spivak, both Russian Russian dudes. And then, of course, there's, like, 12 guys named Nurmagomedov, you know? So, anyway, uh, yeah, last time they fought, uh, they were supposed to fight uh, a few months ago, but Austin Lane, like, poked him in the eye there. So, of course, Austin Lane is older, he's 35, but this is heavyweight, so that doesn't really matter. And uh, Justin Toff is kind of a, not very... It's not very good. I looked at Austin Lane's uh, record there. He's pretty much knocked out. All of his wins are knockouts. So. Uh, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Um, none of these other fights. There's Jung Da-un. He's a Korean guy. I think he, got, I think he lost his last one. Yeah, there's Nasrat Hackbarast. I guess he's not very good, but, you know. We love him anyway because his name's Nasrat Hackbarast. Yeah, man, what a bunch of boring fights. There's, well, I don't know if they're gonna be boring. I mean, some of them will probably be awesome, but I'm, uh, what I mean is like, what a bunch of uh, no names. That's what I mean. What a bunch of no names on this card. What a bunch of no names on this card. People gonna pay for this? Oh, anyway. Uh, well, I guess that's it. I guess that's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.